So, folks, how are we doing? Welcome back to yet another Spence Cast. Uh, I'm not in my car this time. I'm actually on my AirPods. I'm using my new MacBook, so we're going to try to put it to the test. I wanted to use my microphone that I have, but I don't have the line in port. So, we're just going to roll with the AirPods. Sorry if the audio is a little fuzzy, um, but you know. But welcome back. I actually have all of the Daddy League stuff in front of me, so we're going to get into it. We got a lot to discuss. It's been a while since we've had the other Spence cast. It's been great. It's been a good season. Um, we've got a lot of good activity. We've got a lot of good media that um, is coming out. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of that. Uh, let's begin at the top. Let's look at the standings just to kind of get an overall idea of where everyone stands. Beginning in the NFC, the Saints, who used to be under Andrew, are now 7-2 and two with a quarterback Let's look at his name. I don't know if he's a rookie quarterback or who this guy is. Um, let's go to, to depth chart. You hear that motorcycle? It seems like I'm still in my car. This guy's name is Chris Peters. And Chris Peters is a 21-year-old. Um, he's got good accuracy. He's kind of fast. He's a really good quarterback. And he's actually out of the college of uh, Florida State. So he's kind of a, a Jameis Winston type guy who's definitely a lot better. But he's got 80 speed. He's got a 90 throw power, 91 throw power. So this guy really is. He's the real deal. He's a really good player. He looks like he's going to be a superstar or X Factor because um, he's still hidden dev. But, yeah, the Saints got a good player out of him. Chris Peters is leading the NFC right now. Um, and not too far behind them, I guess you could say almost tied for the one seed, you have the 7-2 Cardinals who are having a pretty good season. Um and Bradley's actually playing with a little more confidence. He played Cody the other night. Um, one of those games, you know, wasn't it wasn't going in his favor, but he did. He bounced back and he had a pretty good game. Um, but let's look at let's look at this schedule so far for for uh, Bradley. So he started off and uh, he smoked the Giants. He plays Andrew and the Browns, and and he ends up beating Andrew by six points, which is a big win for him. Uh, he then goes on next week to play Jack. He loses by a lot. He goes on to play Devin. Whether I don't know if it's a, a sim or not, but he wins by uh, a couple touchdowns. Going forward, he, uh, I think these couple of games uh, were sim to wins. I don't know if they were or not. The Rams and Seahawks. And then you look at uh, the 49ers game where he plays Cody. Um, that game did not go in his favor. He lost, uh, I guess, late. Um, but... I don't know if Daly's completely synced up or not because I think he did beat Cody a couple of nights ago. Um, and it was a good game. But, I mean, right now, Bradley's, I think he's leading uh, the NFC right there with the Saints. He's having a pretty good season uh, with Kyler Murray. Let's actually look at these stats real quick. Okay, looking at Kyler Murray, right now he has 10 touchdowns. He has seven picks. And that's just for passing. He also has four touchdowns in the rushing type of thing. And Kenyon Drake is actually... Uh, it looks like he's leading uh, this team completely, um, but it looks like uh, Bradley needs to go ahead and start splitting some carries, even though I think if you count these up, yeah, 19 plus 17, yeah, he's not he's not quite at the threshold yet. Kenyon only has 111. We don't count quarterbacks. Um, so be looking to see Tony Pollard or Naheem Hines get more uh, as the season goes along. Receiving-wise, he's got a couple uh, – it looks pretty balanced – Kirk and Everett are having good years. Uh, Curtis Samuel could be more involved, and I think that's a reason that's going to stop. There could be something that stops uh, Bradley from winning playoff games as he's just not using uh, easily his best player in Curtis Samuel. 
to his full potential. Isaiah Simmons is, is doing pretty hot, um, but Jerome Baker is obviously, and Byron Murphy are they're leading their team in their respective areas in terms of creating turnovers, causing havoc. He's got one of the best defenses in the league in terms of um, passing yards allowed. He's actually leading the league with 193, which is really, really good. Um, so be looking at that and the rushing attack by this Cardinals offense is what is keeping them around because they're not doing great through the air. They're scoring points, they're winning games. Um, but let's see if this if Bradley can actually make it out of the wild card round and not lose to the CPU. Let's move on to the other team in the NFC that we love to talk about, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're going to get to Gary and the, and the Panthers, but let's talk about the Buccaneers for a minute. The Buccaneers are a smooth seven and three. They're obviously uh, like I think the five seed because the Saints are in the lead of their of their conference as well as the division. But looking, um, let's look at the schedule so far. If we remember a second ago, um, he did beat Bradley. He beat him pretty good. Um, I think Jack has that mental edge over Bradley, like many of us. Um, this is not what I wanted. Let me go to the Bucks page. If you'll excuse me for a moment. Website's being weird. Okay. So let's, we're going to look at their schedule. We're going to look at key things that stick out. He beats a snot out of Gary, game one, 17 to 41. So that's a big, big win for Gary in the division. Not Gary, Gary for, for, for Jack in the division. And then he goes on and he plays the Giants and gives up 50 points to the Giants. That's crazy. This is a Super Bowl team every single year, but they're losing to the Giants. And that's that's something that is alarming. Plays, uh, plays Bradley, smokes him. Plays Austin, smokes him. Um, looking forward to other games. He loses to the Saints here. Um, that's a big thing that sticks out is that he did not just lose that Saints team. He lost by 16 points. Um, that Saints team could be an issue in the playoffs, but I'm assuming Jack will know what to do when it comes down to crunch time. And on this final game that he just played, played the Vikings and lost 17 to 36. So there are there are reasons for concern, especially with this uh, rookie quarterback that he's rolling with. He's having a, an excellent year. Mark Cousins is obviously going to be not only in the Rookie of the Year conversation, he's a shoe-in for it, and he's going to be in the MVP conversation because he's having that good of a year. Mark Cousins is a stud. He's got five touchdowns on the ground, 515 yards on the ground. He's got 3,223 yards through the air, 30 touchdowns, and 19 picks. Now, the picks are obviously not great, but looking at the rest of the league, Relative to that, Mark Cousins is having a great year. But I would also say that Mark Cousins is the most sacked quarterback in the league. And that's not to say Jack's offensive line isn't good because they're very good. But Jack has to be more disciplined in, in knowing when to stay in the pocket and when not to be. And uh, his offensive line has to play better. Um, that's just what it's going to come down to. And we we all know that Jack's still a shoe-in to win the Super Bowl. He just is. He's going to be the favorite every year. He's got seven or eight rings now. Um, I'm not going to spend an hour slurping uh, Jack's team. Um, let's move on to Gary and the Carolina Panthers. So this team is pretty good. They're also 7-3, and three, but they're also third place in the NFC South, which um, it's not even a cause for concern because they're all doing really well, but that's what, that's what happens when you move into a division. Um, it's got good users and it's got good teams. And the Saints may not have a good user, but they have a good team. And that's something that, uh, and they're going to have a good team going forward because they have this rookie quarterback who's not only cap controlled, but he's also a stud. The guy's a stud. 
Um, so they're going to have a star for years to come. He's going to be on a cheap contract until they have to resign him, and then you'll see the Saints begin to fall out of the fold. Let's look at his schedule for the Panthers here. So they're seven and three. They lose to the Bucks out the gate. That's one of their losses. They lose to the Cowboys out of the gate, and that's that's. And you're starting to you, know, you hit the panic button yet? You know that's what we're getting at. And then Gary loses to the Saints to go zero and three. So now he's seven and three against the set, and not and he goes. 7-3 now, but he begins 0-3, losing to the Buccaneers, Cowboys, and Saints. All three of these teams are not cakewalks. They are not cakewalks by any uh, frame of the imagination. But looking at, let's look at the stats here, man. Let's let's talk about where the Panthers are in, in the league. Um, they have an 87 overall team. They have a great team. Um, but they're scoring 30 points a game. They're doing great in, in, in yards per game, averaging 390 and a half yards per game. And most of that's through the air. Now, these guys have a Christian McCaffrey, and he's going, he's a passing type running back. So you're going to imagine that Jack is getting him, not Jack, Gary's getting him involved in every way that he can. If he's throwing the flat um, as a check down, or if he's throwing screens, which we know Gary loves to do that, um, he's going to get yards. He's really good. He's Christian McCaffrey. He's easily uh, top two uh, running back in the NFL in real life and in the league that we have here. Let's look at the defense, though. The defense is kind of pedestrian. They have a good rush defense, averaging only 81 per game, but they're also giving up 247 through the air, and that's ranked 21st in the league, um, which isn't bad. I mean, these guys, like I said, are pedestrian. They're not bad, but they're really they're kind of middle of the pack. So in order for these Panthers to step up and take the next step and, and going in the direction of winning playoff games and competing for championships, you're going to have to see this, this kind of elite defense play like an elite defense. Uh, not pedestrian, not middle of the pack, but they have to be the best of the best. And I think that Gary can do that. He's gotten better since he's joined, and uh, I, I like the potential there. So there's your NFC outlook. That's kind of an, a, a pretty brief overview. Um, but let's talk about the AFC. And this is just the we're looking at the statistics and in reference to the playoff race. Um, but before we do that, let's, one last look at the NFC playoff race. You have the Saints at one, Cardinals at two, and this is if they ended today. Saints at one, Cardinals two, Cowboys are at three, the Bears are at four, you have the Bucks at five, the Panthers at six, and the Seattle Seahawks at seven. And I'll tell you, the Seahawks are pretty good. I lost to them because they scored like 54 on me. But looking at the AFC, um, you would say it could be the, I wouldn't say it's a superior division by any means. Um, because Jack is wrecking havoc all over the league. We can't keep up. Um, but the AFC has had a pretty entertaining start, and we're halfway through the season, just a little over. And this is how it stands. If the playoffs ended, uh, if they started today, and the regular season ended today, this is where we're looking at. The Ravens with the one seed, Buffalo at two, the Chargers at three, and you have the Titans at four. So then you have the Bengals at five at the wild card spot, Browns at six, and the Jets at seven. The Jets are... Uh, for at one point, we're one of the only other undefeated teams in the league, and now they have fallen to five and four. And those, and here are some teams in the bubble. You're looking at the Broncos, the Pats, and the Colts. Can they get over the hump? They're just over 500. Um, but I don't think we've seen the Jets in the playoffs before. Um, but the rest of these guys are pretty, pretty much the usual suspects. Um, the Broncos typically get in, uh, instead of the Chargers. But outside of that, I mean, this is what we're, we're seeing—a constant. Um, it's kind of a pattern unfolding here 
but let's take a look in, in, in more in depth here. We'll start with the Ravens team. And I'll be impartial to these guys here. Um, our defense is really bad. And that is not unknown. It is not because I have a really good secondary. I've got two superstar. I have Marlon Humphrey in a superstar corner. Um, and so they're good. But here's here's the other thing. If you don't have a great passing attack, no, not a pass rushing attack, you're going to continue to find yourself in the same situation. You're going to find yourself uh, getting dotted up through the air because the quarterback has at least three or four seconds to throw the ball. And those, those corners and those zones are beginning to break down and wide receivers are getting open. But the bright spot and the silver lining in this is that the rushing yards per game are 79.3 and it's second in the league. Um, and that's pretty good. But outside of that, these guys, I mean, we, we are uh, second, the bottom half of the league in terms of points allowed and passing yards allowed and um, yards allowed. But this is the good thing. The offense has been awesome. Um, we are averaging 35 points per game, 403 yards per game, um, and we have an awesome rushing attack, but it's obviously not where the Cardinals team is and probably where the Buccaneers are. Uh, but looking at, because there's a Lamar Jackson, you've heard me complain about Lamar Jackson some, but um, he's actually had a pretty decent year. He's got 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Um, he's completing 64% of his throws. He's also got four rushing yards on the ground. Not four rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns on the ground. He's having a pretty good year. Uh, not as good as years past, if you look at those. Um, I mean, he arguably he had one of the best first seasons out of everyone else. Um, I think he won the MVP that year. Either that was the second season, I don't really recall. But J.K. Dobbins is leading with 10, 10 touchdowns on the ground. I need to get better with my rushing distribution. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start working on that as the rest of the second season unfolds. Um, let's look at the schedule. Um, I am 7-1-1, one one, meaning I have one loss and a tie. And that loss came at the hands. Well, actually, let's do the user games. So... I didn't really have any user games until I played Devin, but that ended up being a send to win because you know, I, I contacted him, didn't hear anything. And then I played the Seahawks and I lose 33-27. Um, so, no, no, I beat the Seahawks. What am I thinking here? I went to overtime with the Seahawks. That's what happened. Um, who did I lose to? It was the Raiders. That's when Derek Carr threw seven touchdowns. That's what it was. So I went to overtime with the Seahawks and beat them. Um, but it was the Raiders that smoked me, and they're a 3-16, which is not good. But then you get to the user games, and you're looking at the, the Ravens-Bengals game. And the Bengals are an 8-2 team. Sorry, guys. Um, they're an 8-2 team, and um, you, I expect to go into that game and lose, but it turns out we end up winning and doing really well in that game, 27-17. to um, And then you look at the next game, Ravens-Browns. We end up tying that game because of too late uh, pass interference calls on a final drive for the Browns. We go to overtime. Uh, Andrew throws a pick, I think, immediately out of the gate or a fumble. I don't really remember what happened there. And we force a turnover. We get in field goal range. I sh- I shank the kick. He goes. He drives down with like six seconds left. Kicks the field goal. Shanks it. And that's the ball game. Uh, tie ball game. And that's it was a really good one. Um, there was some controversy surrounding it. Um, but we already know about that. I'm not going to get into it. You guys know how I feel about it. Um, but, yeah, that's basically what happened in that game. Uh, we get Bradley tonight. It'll be interesting. Hopefully Xbox Live is up and we can play that. And, then of course, they get the Browns again and the Bengals at the end of the season. 
But enough about my team. Right now, they're the one seed. It's great, but uh, we got work to do. Um, all right. Looking ahead to the other teams, uh, we have the Bengals coming in at eight and two. Trent is having a good year. Um, he always has a good year in the regular season. He even has success in the postseason, always being the competitor against Jack. Um, but let's talk about where this team is statistically. Um, where am I at in time? Okay, 16-18. So th- he has went and got guys like Jair Alexander. Uh, sorry, that was really awful. Uh, Marcus Williams, but he did. He's overpaying for Jonah Williams, who uh, I don't believe is really that good. Um, I don't know if he's worth that much. He's a left tackle. He started up. It's great. But, um, he's paying him a lot of money. Uh, he's on a $51 million six-year contract. Um, so I don't know if that's a good contract for him, but offensive line is important. So, um, And he's winning games, so it really doesn't matter. Oh, goodness. I just, it just clicked me off my page. Um, <clears throat> let's actually get back to that page. So we're looking at this team. We're looking at their statistic standing. And this offense is easily one of the best in the league. They are... Uh, they're leading the league with 337 passing yards a game. They're averaging 459 yards per game, which is the best in the league as well. And they're averaging 33 points per game, which is fifth in the league. But here's the issue with the Bengals team here, guys. This defense is also kind of where my Ravens are. They're near the bottom of the pack. Um, he's, he's giving up 276 yards per game through the air. And that is going to, you know, that's going to make it harder to win games. He's averaging 362 in general through uh, on the ground and through the air defensively, and that is problematic. Um, but, the, but he has an awesome team. You're looking at guys like um, Jair Alexander is a 97 overall. So is Joe Mixon. Carl Lawson is a 95. Jesse Bates is a 94. Joe Burrow is a 93. These guys are really good. He's got a great team. He's got a couple of decisions to make as the uh, offseason approaches, but I believe he's already re-signed several of them. Um, but you got he's going to have to let go of William Jackson, Josh Reynolds, uh, Michael Anuwu. Um, I'm not even going to try to um, pronounce Albert Okawingabam or Bunham and Paris Campbell and other guys that are on that roster on uh, really cheap contracts, probably free agency picks up pickups, uh, picks ups. But yeah, this this team is really good. The schedule, um, one of those he is eight and two, but he did lose to um, he lost to me one time, and I'm trying to find the other one. Um, he lost to the Browns, fourteen to thirty six. So that was Andrew's game. Andrew had his number. Um, so we're I hope to see more out of Trent in terms of um, I want him to beat Andrew next time. Um, that would be awesome because that makes our life easier. Um, but this Bengals team is really good. Trent's always really good. There's not much more to say about it. Um, you know, this team is awesome. He's got a really good squad. He's got weapons offensively and defensively, and I expect them to always be in the AFC Championship game as long as he is in the league and coaching their team. Looking at the Browns, the Browns are 7-2-1, and one, the tie being two against the Ravens, but their other two losses – Fall at the hands, uh, gotta be a CPU teams, right? They fall, no, one to Bradley, 29 to 35, which is a big win for Bradley again. And then looking forward, they lost to, trying to find it here, guys, the Seahawks. That's who I'm thinking of who beat the Sea or who lost to the Seahawks. Uh, the Hawks actually had a good, they had a really good run. 
against that uh, against the, those Browns that time. Um, they're five and four though. They gave, they scored forty five points. Really good job. Russell Wilson had a really good game. But the Browns statistically and where they stand, um, they're scoring thirty nine points per game, which is really good. You can't say much more about it. Four hundred twenty five through the in, in, in yards in total, which is third in the league. Um, passing and rushing yards, both of them third and fourth in the league. But the AFC issue is defense. It is just going to come down to defense. 361 yards on the ground through the air. Both, I mean, that's just general consensus. 258 through the air, 106 on the ground. Both of those things are bottom of the league. Uh, so that's, you know, you have to consider if these Browns are going to win a Super Bowl, they have to get better defensively. And that is the AFC issue. When you go and you play a Super Bowl against those Buccaneers, like you always will, it doesn't matter who's representing the AFC. If you can't play defense as good as Jack will, you're going to lose every time. That's just what it is. It's how it's going to have to be. Um, that team is really, really good, and that's just all there is to it. Um, you know what? I forgot about the 49ers. <clears throat> I actually just remembered... Um, just because they're not showing up on my uh, playoff contention thing. I was going to get to Austin and Devin, but let's talk about the Niners for a minute. I'm going I'm to circle back here. Um, I'm going to go back to the AFC in a minute, but let's begin with the Niners team real quick because um, they're, they're, Cody's got big wins under his belt. Um, this team is also really well constructed. I'm arguably one of the better teams in the league, uh, 86 overall. <clears throat> Um, they're using their cap well. They have really good play. Like Fred Warner's 99 overall. George Kittle's 99 overall. Nick Bosa's going to be a 97. He's going to be a 99, but he's a 97 now. Um, he's got really good players, man. That D-line is, is really good. He's got Jarrett Stidham. He paid him this offseason. And he didn't really want much money. Uh, Rashard Penny's really good. Um, he's got an office. He's got juice. He's really good. Um, but, yeah, this is a good squad. The only issue that's really coming up for these Niners is injuries. And every time I'm in the party with Cody, he's always giving up uh, injuries, injuries, injuries all the time. So if these guys can't stay healthy, they're not going to win games. Um, if you're going without your better players, then there's what's going to set you apart from the elite coaches? So let's look at the statistical outlook here. Defensively, they're giving up the most. Um, no, offensively, they have the least amount of uh, passing yards in the league. 173 per game. That is going to that, because the, right now the Niners stand at three and seven, and I'm not here. I'm not no Cody slander in my timeline. There is no way, no how. But as somebody who who knows um, that it can be difficult to stop the CPU um, and and to really pass, he's got a, an elite quarterback. He's got Jared Stidham. I mean, he's good. He's a really good player. He he ended up getting developed by the Saints, and he moves on free agency after. Uh, Coach Andrew moves on to the Browns, and he falls into the hands of Cody and the Niners. And I expect that to push them to new heights. But now he's fighting to stay alive in playoff contention. And that's probably going to have to result in him winning the next eight or nine, no, the next seven games to even stay alive. Um, so that's just what it is. Uh, he's got to win the next five or six. I think that's all we have left. Um, but, I mean, defensively, he's allowing the least amount of rushing yards a game. He's stuffing the run. He's doing fine in that. But he just cannot get it going offensively outside of the rushing game. So in order for Cody to really take the next step, he's going to have to 
improve offensively, I would suggest looking at a new playbook um, and getting your best players involved. I mean, I'm, I would be giving George Kittle the ball as much as possible, and he's only got two touchdowns receiving this year. So there and that, he's got the, you know, the second most receptions next to Matt Breida. Um, so if that's me, I'm getting Debo and George Kittle more involved, um, and that's going to make a, a world of difference. So let's move on to – let's go back to the AFC, though. Um, and we're looking at the Jaguars. So Coach Devin hasn't been here long. He did take on a project. I'm going to stand up. Um, but he did take on a project with this team. Um, these guys have um, Josh Allen, who's really good, not the quarterback. They have Andrews Pete, who's not bad, but you're paying him $12 million a year. Um, you know, that's are, are these guys that you're paying a lot of money to, are they going to help you win? Um, that's kind of what it comes down to. So the Jaguars are sitting at four and five, which is not bad. They're almost 500, but they need to take a step up to at least win in their conference and their division. I would like to see Austin in the playoffs more than anything. Um, but right now he's only averaging 22 points per game, which is 23rd in the league. Uh, he's not doing great um, passing or rushing offensively, and that's kind of the issue. But defensively, this team is elite. He's he's a uh, He's, well, it's not elite. I lied. I actually looked at it wrong. Um, he's giving up 32 points per game, but um, he's only giving up uh, 239 ru- uh, passing yards a game and 93 rushing yards a game, which isn't bad. Um, we just we need to see more in terms of you can't give up points. He's probably he's probably giving up all these points because he's only he's not stopping like he's it's kind of a bend don't break defense, right? If they're getting in the red zone. And he's stopping them from scoring there. But outside of that, you know, what are you doing? Um, so that's kind of my advice for the Jaguars to go forward and to make the playoffs here is that they're going to have to take a step forward in their division. And let's actually look at the divisional outlook here for them. Where is the uh, AFC South? I'm going to find it, guys. Okay, AFC South. So you have the Titans at 5-5 five and five and the Colts 4-5 and five and the Jags 4-5. and five. So if you're one game back, you just need to win games, and you're in the playoffs. You're going to be in the fold with the AFC North. But you have to beat the Titans, which is not an easy out because Derrick Henry's a stud. And that's what it comes down to. Let's talk about, and this is our last team, and then we'll, we'll kind of do a wrap-up here. Let's talk about uh, the Steelers, uh, the Devin Steelers. But he hasn't really played a lot of games lately. Uh, they're 1-8, which is probably a big reason as to why they're there, uh, where they are. Um, not a lot you can say. Um, these guys are struggling um, offensively. You know what's the what's the answer, quarterback? Um, that's what you just kind of have to think about. Um, they're also not doing so hot defensively, giving up 31 a game. Uh, I would like to see this defense be elite like they are, um, because you have a TJY, you have a Minka Fitzpatrick, you have an LVE and Lane Vanderest Est. Or Ash or whatever, and you got Stefan to it, but these guys are expensive. You're paying TJ Watt 25 million a year. You're paying Cameron Jordan, no Cameron Jordan, Cameron Hayward 20 million a year. Wyatt Teller, who's an 89 overall offensive lineman, is making 17 million dollars. So the cap distribution is is just is rough. You can't pay an elite quarterback. You got Devin Bush, who's coming up on a on a payment. He's it's payday. Like he's good. He's 85 overall. You got to pay this guy. Gardner Minshew is not going to get you to playoffs. If anything, you should probably stick with Dennis Jackson. Give him a shot. He's not a bad quarterback. He's just underdeveloped. And it might be too late because Gary had that year with him. He's a year behind development. So 
Um, I would like to see more from Devin. I hope he continues to stay engaged. We love that he's here. Um, but we'd like to see more. So let me I'm gonna wrap it up here. I only have two more minutes on this browser. <clears throat> but here's the thing. I I'm gonna tell you who I think is gonna win the playoffs here. And it's not unheard of, but I think uh, Jack is gonna get a run for his money here. I honestly and truly believe that whoever wins the AFC North and wins out of the playoffs and they play Jack, that they might have a legitimate shot at this because Jack has a rookie quarterback who's prone to make mistakes. He's going to throw uh, ducks and he's going to throw picks at some point, Um, not even to the thought of Jack. But um, that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be really fun to watch. The season's looking good. Uh, You're going to see a really awesome um, free agency pull this this, uh, offseason, I believe. Uh, there's a lot of good studs in the draft, so keep your eyes peeled, boys. Continue to stay engaged. Play well. Don't be cheesy. Uh, play right, and you know it's been a good year. Uh, it's been good. Um, we'd like to see more. Uh, hey, if y'all drop some media, give us something to read, uh, like something to listen to, do it. Um, but that's all I got for you guys. Uh, appreciate you sticking around. Hope the audio made it this far, and I will talk to you on the next Spence Cast. Hopefully. Uh, following the Super Bowl. Peace!